Today, on the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Many times, they may just assume you can't do the job. And they, they keep responding to my attempts to make things better, and, keep, and they keep growing and keep making a lot of money and doing well. Thank you for joining us again today, Harrison. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thank you. So I'm really excited to talk about today's subject because I think this is something that even a lot of attorneys don't realize if they have not spent the majority of their career in a law firm. And that is, there is a significant bias that law firms have towards attorneys who have the experience of working in a law firm versus an attorney coming from a different practice setting. And an example might be an attorney who's worked in-house or an attorney who has worked for the government who now wants to transition into a law firm. Mm. And it seems like they may have a more difficult time of moving into a law firm if the majority of their experience is somewhere else. Is that true? Yeah, that's definitely true. When you're interviewing at a law firm, they're assessing you based on four key questions that they're asking themselves. So why don't you tell us a little bit, what are those questions? Sure. In the article, I talk about four, and, and there's actually, I, I would say, five. The first one is they're asking themselves whether or not you can do the job. And, and if you look at a, a job description and so forth, the odds are pretty good that you'll understand whether or not you can do the job. And most resumes give that away. The other four things that are, are really important are your ability to be managed uh, by the employer, meaning Will you do the things they ask? Will you learn from your mistakes? Will you be a team player? That sort of thing. And then some other things are more important for our purposes, and that's whether or not you want the job long-term. That's very important. And, or whether or not you'll do the job long-term, meaning are you likely to stick around? Does your background suggest that you'll stick around? Does your background suggest that this is the kind of practice setting you want to be in? Does your background suggest that you're unlikely to leave and that you're committed to working in a law firm? And then the fourth and fifth things are really related to you wanting to do the job. So is it does this look like a job that you'd really want? And they can tell that in a lot of cases from your background. And wanting to do the job means it can mean a lot of things. It can mean, do you want to move up? Uh, does it look like you want to move up from your background? And, and all those sorts of things. And then, and then the fifth one really is whether or not the firm likes you. Those are the big things. And but the, the most important, I think, for people that are interested in working in another practice that are coming from another practice setting is related to whether or not they look like they're going to do the job long term and whether or not they want the job. And uh, yeah. So building off of that a little bit, when you're coming from a practice setting outside of a law firm, so maybe government or in-house, mm-hmm. what does it tell the law firm about your desire to work in a law firm long term? Does it indicate that you are ready to commit fully? Or does a law firm think maybe that you're just going to try it out and as soon as it's not convenient for you, you're going to go back to what you're comfortable with? Where do law firms take a position on that? The thing, the the way law firms think about it is if if you're coming from another practice setting, there's a couple problems. The first is if you've left that practice setting and you've been at that practice setting and and you're leaving that practice setting to go back to a law firm, if you've been in a law firm before, then the law firm is going to assume that you may re- leave again. And, and they don't know why, but they some people are just always looking to get out of law firms. And there's problems with law firms for a lot of people. They don't like the bill of hours. They don't like having the, the pressure with clients and multiple clients and so forth. So th- they'll assume that could be a problem for you. And, I understand. Yeah. And then th- just the final thing is if you've never worked in a law firm, 
that's pro that's problematical. And many times they may just assume you can't do the job if you've never worked in a law firm. That's totally understandable. Mm -hmm. So let's spend a little time focusing on the attorney who has worked in a law firm in the past, but ended up leaving the law firm to work in a different practice setting. And now they're trying to get back into a law firm. So what are they going to assume in terms of whether or not you can do the job? If you've left a practice setting and, and you've come back, you've worked in a law firm, come back, they're going to assume that you probably may be able to do the job, like in terms of the, the function, being able to actually understand the material and so forth. But they're going to assume that you may not like the billable hours and having to work as many hours. So they're going to be very suspect about that. They're going to, they're not, they're going to have issues in terms of your ability to potentially do the type of work that they have. So they may be suspicious about the, how the, the kind of the training and the, the quality of the, the, the work that's required from your in-house job. And a lot of times people will say things like, oh, I worked really hard when I was in my in-house job and so forth. But law firms know how attorneys work in other law firms. So they don't, they're not as familiar with different in-house companies. And so different in-house companies are, have different standards. And just because you did really good work in-house, they know if you've been at a top flight law firm for several years, that the odds are very good that you did really high quality work, but they have no idea about the quality of work you may have done and so forth if you're not coming from a top flight law firm, you're coming from in-house. They just don't know, and, and that's a problem. And then the other thing in terms of doing the job that a law firm may not, is going to be suspicious of, is when people are coming from other law firms, they realize that it's important to be able to generate business. And so someone that's coming from a another an in-house job may not know anything about generating business. And so that mm. and so that's a big problem. And so they don't like that. Do you need help finding a legal job? We have the perfect solution for you. Harrison Barnes is a legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience. His new coaching program for job-seeking attorneys and law students will revolutionize how you search for a legal job. Visit coaching.oar.com to learn more about this revolutionary new program. Again, visit coaching.oar.com for weekly live legal career coaching sessions with Harrison Barnes. I would say the other thing, problem of coming from a different practice setting is you have to work with lots of different clients. So different clients, you have to take different sides. If you're working in-house or you're working for the government, I mean, you're representing the government and or you're representing the company or you're representing, if you're coming from public interest, you're representing a public interest organization. And it's just, it's so much different when you're coming from a different practice setting. It's just not something that they can really rely on. You may have to work on different clients. And a lot of times there's attorneys that come from different practice settings. And if you're coming from a law firm like this, it's going to be, you'll be much better off in terms of coming from a law firm as opposed to that. And then the other thing is just, that's very difficult for attorneys most of the time when they're coming from a different, from outside of a law firm is that there, there's so much uncertainty in law firms. Like law firms will fire people and they'll, they'll run out of work all of a sudden, or they'll, and there's just a lot of uncertainty in law firms. And so that's difficult. And then I guess there's just so much to it. And then it's working in a law firm is extremely competitive. It's the people that are working in there, typically inside of law firms are competitive with each other. And so no one really has your back and that's tough. Right. Yeah, and the, I could I could list these things forever, but if you want to go through them, I'm happy to. And then there's just so well, many. It, yeah, it sounds the law firms they recognize that a law firm right. is an environment that is very different from most other practice settings. Mm -hmm. So what they're looking for 
is they're looking for someone who they, they know can hit the ground running. Somebody right. who they know already is familiar with the way a law firm works and is proven to be a high performer in that type of setting. Right. Because just it makes the most economical sense from the point of the law firm to hire someone who they don't have to train, who they're not worried about is going to leave as soon as the going gets tough. Right. So all of that makes sense to me. And I do agree. We could just sit here and list them forever. Why don't we explore the other side of it a little bit? Let's say you're actually this attorney. You worked in a law firm in the past. You left to go to another practice setting. Mm-hmm. Now you're coming back to a law firm. What are some things that you can do or say in an interview that will help convey to the law firm that you are committed, that you want the job, that you want to do the job long term, and that you can be managed. What can you say or do to demonstrate that? You mean when you're coming back to a law firm from another practice? Yeah, if you're in an interview or even just in a cover letter, what are some ways that you can stand out from the other attorneys who may be coming from a different setting? Well, it's actually interesting. I was in, I was talking to a, an attorney that it was interesting, like he'd been in-house and was a fairly senior attorney. And then had work, worked with, had, had gotten, would, from his in-house job, had been asked to go back and, and work for, uh, got a job with Latham & Watkins, you know, which is a great firm. I mean, one of, yeah. it's one of my favorite, firm, favorite firms. And he'd gotten this position by just working really hard when he was in-house. And they'd net, the people at Latham had never seen anything like it. They just didn't mm. know that in-house attorneys worked that hard. Being very hard working and impressing uh, a law firm that may be your client or, or just one way and getting a reputation for working very hard. Other ways you can really do well is, uh, I'm trying to think here, some other ways to, some other examples to give you would be to highlight the level of experience you've gotten and, and what you've done. The law firms really, when if they can see how hard you've worked and what a good job you may have done in another practice setting, then they're often very interested in hiring you, developing a really good reputation for yourself. So sometimes People will work for the government and, and have a really good reputation. And so law firms, the, the big thing to understand is law firms are just very afraid of hiring people that aren't going to fit in. So they want to yeah. understand. Yeah, they want people that are going to that, that are going to do work in the way that they want the work done, that are going to really be first rate and get along with people. A couple of things I didn't list are just in a law firm, like a lot of times you have to do work that you may think is beneath you. It's just very mm. simple stupid work and you need to work on holidays and you need to you may need to socialize and go out all the time and the, the thing is like one of the problems too is there's a bias against people from different practice settings but there's also a bias i think to a great extent against people that are coming from that are older because hmm. a lot of times older people and and i would actually call myself from the time i was probably in my mid 30s one of them because wow. Yeah, because I don't want to have to go out and entertain people all the time during the week. I don't like to, I wouldn't like to have to travel all the time for business. I wouldn't like to have to do busy work. I wouldn't like to have to be competitive with peers all the time that are out to get me. And, and it's not that every law firm people are out to get you, but it just means it can be very stressful. So I think that uh, a lot of attorneys just aren't necessarily ready for that. And because of that, and there's no way to uh, really tell that when you're, when someone's interviewing. And so that's one of the you know big things I think that's important for people to be aware of. And so why is it that law firms assume you cannot be managed in a law firm environment if you left for another setting? I think that the management of someone is, is, is a big statement, but what that means is that means that you have to do things the way 
lots of different people want you to do things. In law firms, there's all sorts of different people, sorts of people you might be working for. You might be working for a certain type of partner. You might be working for, there's just all sorts of different types of personalities. And so, you know, because of that, you have to, people have to be able to get along very well. I can tell you in my, in the history of even this business that I'm running, which is, I've been doing it for a long time, but in the history of it, some interesting things have happened. I've hired people and they've said, there's not enough structure. And then I've hired other people and they said, there's too much structure. And so people have, there's certain people though, that can get along in different, in almost any type of environment. And to, if, if you've been managed, like the way you're, to tell how someone can be managed, the, the person will di almost always disqualify themselves from a job based on the things they say. Yeah, they'll say things about what they didn't like about their position or, and they'll say things like, my boss was a micromanager, or there's too much travel, or I got burned out, or I didn't see a future, or I didn't like the clients, I wouldn't like the work I was doing. So people that can be managed typically are can get along in any environment and any type of work, and people that can't, that can be problematic. Yeah, I understand. And the thing that jumped to my mind as you were saying the different reasons that attorneys would give that end up disqualifying themselves... Mm -hmm. One, one piece of advice that you give in many different articles, and I've read so many times you say the same thing, is that you should never say anything negative about a former employer in an interview. And it seems all of these things that people might say to disqualify them, they're saying negative things about a former employer. So mm -hmm. even beyond just that idea of demonstrating that you can't be managed, you may not want to do work the way that the law firm wants you to do it. If you say anything negative about your past experience, the law firm is probably thinking you're maybe a negative person or pessimistic, or you're going to uh -huh. bring down morale in the law firm, or you're just going to say bad things about them to other people. So they probably don't want to bring you on anytime you, they hear something negative during an interview. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, anything you say negative uh, about your employer, or your former job, will just show them right away that it could be very difficult for you to be managed. And and I run into that all the time. It's, I was talking, I don't know, you were, I think you were on the meeting we had with the recruiters today where I was talking about management. Right. And it's interesting to me because what happens is in this particular business, things are always changing the way and we're always getting better and better. And so what happens is I will give instruction to the company and people and, and tell them what they need to do. And or how to work with candidates and make sure that you keep setting up jobs and you do certain things. And, and certain people will just not want to do it. And so I'm always, and I, and I hate to say it, but there's certain people that are here and they, and they, they keep responding to my attempts to make things better and keep the, and they keep growing and keep making a lot of money and doing well. And then there's other people that don't. And the people that don't are typically the reason they don't is because they, they resist being managed. They want to feel, that they're in control and their ego and dumb and all those sorts of things. And that's what holds them back. It really does. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, 
We include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. There is this balance because as an attorney, you have to generate business. You are somewhat of an entrepreneur for yourself, but you're also part of this large team and working in a team environment. And every decision that you make affects all the other people around you and everything that's happening above and beneath you, you also have to take into consideration. So I think it's really about finding that healthy balance. And that makes sense why law firms are so particular about who they let inside because they recognize that not everyone is able to strike that balance. And if you have gone into another practice setting, chances are you did so because you could not find that balance. Yes, exactly. Or you couldn't be managed. Exactly. And being managed means different things in different firms. Honestly, the first firm that I started out at, this was Quinn Emanuel. I'm sure it's different now, but when I was there, it was just like being management, being willing to, it's just, it was incredible how much work they had. And this is 20 plus years ago. So it's not I'm not, I, whatever that is now is probably not the same, but back then it was, it was a very fast growing firm. They couldn't, they, they had so much work coming at them. So it just depends. So it's, in some firms being managed means being willing to work 3000 hours a year and other firms. Wow. Yeah. And honestly, or, you know, or at least 2,500 and, and be on call and, and stuff all the time. In other firms, it may mean half that and maybe being willing to work a couple thousand. So it just depends on you and it's not. It's every firm is different. And so you don't, it's nothing to get too uptight about or, or, or frustrated about. But yeah, you know, and that's yeah. another point to drive home is that every law firm is different. So if you're interviewing at a law firm and you feel resistance, don't let that discourage you because there's thousands of others out there that have a different attitude. The workplace is a different atmosphere. So more likely than not, if you continue to interview, Take all of these tips to heart and remember that you do need to be managed no matter where you go, but also keep in mind that everyone is going to respond to you differently. And if you just keep trying, you will eventually find the law firm that is right for you. Exactly. And yeah, and, and but you do need to, you always need to be willing to be managed. That's one of the things. And, and that's one of the problems of other practice settings is they assume that you left because of, of various reasons. And there's nothing wrong with not liking a law firm. Lots of people right. leave, but you just... Exactly. But I, I do recognize that attorneys who worked in a law firm and then left, they actually have an additional hurdle that somebody who has never worked in a law firm doesn't have, which is the, the assumption that a law firm will make that if you left once, you're probably going to leave again. Right. Now, I think that the reason behind that is pretty self-explanatory because if you did it once, you're probably going to do it again. But right. what are some ways that... Again, like how can an attorney really demonstrate or convey that like they're in it for the long haul, that they want to do the job long term? How can they do that in their interviews if they've left? Yeah, or, you know? exactly. Interview or even in a cover letter if they're trying to get their foot in the door. What can they say or what can they highlight in their experience that would help overcome this obstacle? I think in terms of being willing to stick around and so forth, if you left a different practice setting, you can always portray your interest in a different practice setting as something that actually was leading you to do to grow. Or sometimes people will move to different markets and it may be the best job they could get. Or sometimes they may be asked to go work with a client and the client really liked them or, or something along those lines. So if you've left in, in terms of what you can say to make the law firm believe you're likely to stick around would be things that 
why the practice of law appeals to you. And I speak to attorneys that are in-house all the time and about things that may appeal to them or, or reasons they may want to go back to a law firm. And the ones that tend to get jobs in law firms after they've left to go into another practice setting will say things like, I, I don't feel like I'm growing. I, I went in-house because I thought the position would be challenging and I miss the law firm. I want I miss being around. I miss the quality of work they were doing. I, it's too slow for me. It's not. I want to build. I want to get clients. I want to do more sophisticated work. All the things that law firms do. If if an attorney talks about those things in their interviews, then then in their cover letters, they're more likely to to get interviews than if they don't. That makes perfect sense. So you really want to demonstrate that the law firm is where you belong and. Piggybacking off of that, do you think it's wise to mention the reason you left the law firm in, in the first place, or should you just avoid that subject unless it's brought up? Do you have reasons that are likely to give the law firm the impression that you may come back? Then yes, there's nothing wrong with bringing that up. Definitely. But if you don't, then then no. Anything that shows that you could be do a really good job. So I've seen some examples of people that have gone in-house, and for example, and have, and they've had actually really good reasons. So I know one attorney that had a client and this client had this like huge legal matter. And it was like a, an issue that had all sorts of first amendment. Actually, I can say the attorney's name. It's not a big mm. deal. His name's Dave Quinto. And he was a, had been, he's one of the founders of Quinn Emanuel. And he had gone in and he'd gone to work at another law firm after Quinn. And then one of his clients, which was a, it was a video company that took swear words and objectionable content out of online television or things are movies and so forth is was able to went in house with the client because the client had some very pressing legal matters and that were because they were getting sued for that type of for taking the stuff out so he he represented Mm -hmm. them through this whole thing and so forth and so that was and now he's back with the law firm but the whole point is that was actually a very good reason for him to, to go in-house and a very good story because he was actually trying to do a better job with his clients. So people do things for different reasons, and but anything that shows a dedication to practicing law and that you're not really trying to get off the hook of working hard, that you're really trying to advance yourself and do better. So a lot of times, for example, another very common thing is attorneys will go into the U.S. attorney's office or because they want to get a chance to litigate cases on behalf of the government. And that's a good reason. And people will do that. And then people will, and then they'll go back to law firms or just things that kind of advance your career as opposed to people trying to escape. And so I think if you can position things that you weren't trying to escape, you were really trying to advance your career, that can be much more helpful for you than the other way around. That is very smart advice. So just to summarize and repeat it, if you're making this transition coming out of a practice setting after having left a law firm, then you want to make it look like you left the law firm in order to grow your career, in order to advance. And that's basically the only reason that's going to actually make you look good in the eyes of a law firm. Right, exactly. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit. And now let's talk about an attorney who has never worked in a law firm and is trying to get into one for the first time but they may already be at like a midpoint or a later point in their career. So if an attorney's never worked in a law firm, the law firm has no idea whether they can do the job, whether they want the job long term. So do you think that 
the this type of attorney has uh, a better or worse chance of getting hired by a law firm than one who used to work in a law firm and left? They're both extremely difficult, but I would say it depends on the law firm, but I would say for good-sized law firms, you're looking at extremely difficult to, to, in some cases, impossible in most. To smaller law firms, it's going to be more likely. It's going to depend on the geographic area. It's going to depend on what type of work you're doing on all sorts of things. But if you're still early in your career, then it's definitely not impossible. If you're later in your career and all your experience has been in that type of practice setting, then it's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult. Makes sense. Why is it that law firms assume you cannot do the job? If they don't know you from Adam, if they don't know anything about how you would work in a law firm, why is it that they just assume you're not going to fit in? Law firms have certain types of requirements. And some of those requirements involve the type of the, the quality of work that's required. And I, honestly, I can look at most law firm websites and have a very quick understanding of the type of quality of work that's required there and the kind of quality of the work that the law firm does. And most attorneys and outside counsel can do that as well. It's not, they mean, I've been doing this a long time, but at the same time, you can tell. So the problem is a law firm teaches people to do work in a certain way. It requires a certain level of you know, thoroughness, depending on how big or how the, the type of quality, how large the law firm is and so forth, and the, the type of people and the practice setting and the, even the city. And so if someone's coming, doesn't have that type of training, they, they, many times they've developed bad habits. And like I, I, I went, for example, I went to, I went to like a pretty competitive like prep school and then and I'm not saying this to brag or anything because it's completely irrelevant, but it's, it does have some relevance here. And then, I, and then I went to the University of Chicago. And so I got the University of Chicago and all these kids that had great grades and were able to test very well, AP exams and so forth and SATs. And frankly, were probably much smarter than me, most, many of them, not most of them, but, <laughs> but a lot of them weren't able to get good grades and just had all these problems. And, just, and for me, it was like because I've been pre- prepared to do well by the by, by, by this prep school it was the school was the school that was supposed to be impossible was easy and I it's just completely bizarre to me because I remember like there were some kids from uh, a public school in the area where I grew up with there was one kid that had gone there and flunked out like after two semesters and he was much smarter than me when I was in the public schools with him taking all APs and stuff but never got the study habits and so forth so it's not a question of if you're smart enough. It's a question of, do you learn these work habits that the big firms and, and certain law firms teach? And they really do teach a certain way of approaching problems and things that you don't always learn in other practice settings. So there's that. And then the other thing is, and so it doesn't have anything to do with how smart you are. It's just the training you may have received and what's tolerable and what's not. And I remember when I was in a law firm, but not the first law firm, the second law firm I was in, there was this, they would just completely just scare the hell out of these young associates with, with the quality of work that they required and, they, and the errors they caught and everything. And so th- those things are important. And so if, if, if you don't have that training, the law firm doesn't always know if you can do the work. And, th- and that's one of the things that, that's most important to them. And then they don't know if you're going to be comfortable billing hours. They don't know how well you're going to relate to clients. They don't know all those things. And that's a problem. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. 
visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. When a law firm is hiring an attorney, especially one who is experienced, they're not just fresh out of law school, they need somebody who can hit the ground running. They need somebody who can slip in right away, already understand how everything works, understand the culture, because they cannot afford the time that it would take to train somebody in all of these areas. And really that interpersonal, like you say, relating with clients, relating with the other attorneys in the law firm. That's something that you can't even teach to a lot of people. You just either get it or you don't. So I I can totally, I can empathize with the law firms and see it from their point of view. And I I would say that it may make the most sense if you're an attorney who never has had any law firm experience. If you really want to work in a law firm, you probably need to work in a very specialized practice area. You probably need to be something so niche that it doesn't matter what environment you're coming from, you're going to be desirable. Is that true? If you're in a law firm or? Yeah, if you're trying to move into a law firm, but you've never worked in one before, it's more likely to happen if you have a very focused specialty practice area that's in high demand, right? Somebody who's maybe just a corporate attorney or litigator where there's a dime a dozen, they're going to have a harder time making this transition. Yeah, I've seen lots of people. It's honestly, it's not impossible to transition into a a law firm from another practice setting. So I've seen lots of people do it. And the ways I've seen them do it many times have been like I've seen like different. And I think you're right. It it depends on the practice area. So I've seen people that are in one example would be like healthcare or patent or even certain types of corporate work. It can be much easier. So if there's not a lot of people that do what you do, then it's much easier. The problem is, and you're right about being in a specialty. Like if you're in a specialty, it's much easier. The big problem comes when you're in a, when you're in a niche practice, when you're not in a niche practice group and you're in some place where you're doing things as a generalist, Mm. then that becomes very difficult. And then the other thing is the type of person you're you're working with. If you go into a government position and you're working for a very well-known attorney directly, then the presumption is that you're getting really good training or even it's like working with a federal judge that's a certain type of training and but otherwise yeah unless they know what kind of work you're doing and they have some confidence and it's going to be difficult got it so let's say you are an attorney in one of these more general more common practice areas is there anything that they can do to either become more specialized before they try to make this transition or is there any sort of degrees or education that they can get that would give them an advantage? Like, what would you recommend to somebody who is in a more generic practice area and wants to somehow become more specialized? What can they do? I think there's a couple things. The first thing is what I'm talking about when I talk about all this stuff really to a great extent is I'm talking about trying to get into the the best firms. And Certainly not everybody needs to work for the best firms. And every attorney out there that wants to get a job can get a job and in a law firm. It's just, it's going to be a question of the size of the law firm and the type of money the law firm pays and, and all these sorts of things. If you're, if you have generalist experience, all I'm saying really is you're just going to need to start at a firm that's a little bit, that's not as, as prestigious or large or in as large of a market. That's all. None of this is a negative thing. It's just, 
it's what it is. The, the problem is when your ability to go to the best firms and get the best jobs is really going to be more dependent upon your looking like a specialist because the best firms have specialists. The smallest firms, typically people are generalists and you're always going to be better off in the legal profession if you're a specialist as opposed to a generalist. That makes a lot of sense. And that's a really good point of advice for people who are looking for a law firm job, whether or not you're coming from a different practice setting, is to consider smaller law firms. You may have your sights set on one of the, the AmLaw 100 or one of the biggest law firms in your market, but there are countless other firms, some of which really may surprise you. And I heard you talking about this recently, how attorneys sometimes end up in a smaller firm than they ever anticipated, and they really love it. So can you speak to just what you've seen with that happening? Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience is like for how do you, as an attorney, if you have your sights set on a big law firm, what does it take to really be able to consider a smaller one? I don't know if that is clear enough, but... No, it's definitely clear. The thing to remember is, it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. Everybody should do the best they can to be happy and to, to have a good career. And so, it, honestly, it doesn't really matter as much where you work as opposed to the experience you get. And so, if you want to transition to another practice setting, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with working in smaller firms. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's most interesting to me is I've seen, in terms of people in, in their careers, the the people I know that have had the longest careers typically aren't from big firms. They're actually from smaller firms. And because in a smaller firm, you often can can last much longer and have a, a much more fulfilling long-term career than you might have in a, large, in, a, in a larger firm because people often get burned out in larger firms. So there's that. So I, I think, especially if you want to go in, if, if you want to get a really, if you want to work in a law firm, I, my advice always is not to try to start with the biggest firms. It's to try to, to, in your transition, is to try to get a job in a smaller firm. You can always move up. One of the most successful attorneys that I know, it's interesting, he, the guy had a very rocky start in the legal profession. And before it took him probably 10 years to get to a big firm because he started off in a really small firm and it just took him forever. By the time he got to a big firm, he learned all this stuff at smaller firms. So it doesn't matter really where you start. The point is, I think you need to... If you really want to work in a law firm, then you should work in a law firm and, and you need to and, and go from there. That is really excellent advice, Harrison. Thank you so much for your time. I just wanted to remind our viewers that we host a live webinar with a Q&A session at the end of it every Wednesday. The webinars start at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern. Is there anything that you would like to say about those webinars? Do you want to just give a message to our listeners why they should come to those webinars? Yeah, it's a good opportunity to listen to questions and live and to ask questions and then also to learn on a weekly basis. I talk to attorneys all the time that, and I'm not saying that I'm like the, the know all this stuff, but have been students that I've, since they've been very young and, and young attorneys and have followed a lot of what I've written about and stuff and have become, in their opinion, very successful because of that. Now, I'm not saying that I made them successful because I certainly didn't, but I think learning about this stuff and the more you can learn about the legal market and, and, and stuff, the more successful it can make you. So. Absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably reflecting on their own situation and they may have a specific question that they'd like to get more help or advice on. And those Q&A sessions at the end of the webinar are the perfect time for that because you stay and you answer every question that gets asked. That's right. 
Great. We're looking forward to the next webinar this coming Wednesday. And thank you again for your time. Thanks.